Welcome to Ed Leader with your host, Dr. Rob Jackson. Join Dr. Jackson for conversations and reflections on improving educational leadership from the classroom to the boardroom and beyond. Educational leadership is an ever-evolving opportunity to make a real and lasting difference in the lives of students, parents, and the community. And now, here's your host, Dr. Rob Jackson. Hi, friends. Welcome to the Ed Leader Podcast. I'm your host, Rob Jackson, and I want to thank you for spending time with me today. The Ed Leader Podcast has been on a bit of a spring break sabbatical, and I'm very excited to resume these amazing conversations with outstanding Ed Leaders. Multi-Tier Systems of Support, or MTSS, is a phrase you may hear about, but what is it really? Today's guests are helping schools and school systems employ MTSS as a framework for school improvement, and it's making a difference. Let's get to it. I'm excited to introduce to you two outstanding and highly qualified educators in the field of multi-tier systems of support. My first guest is Mrs. Breanne Hall. She serves as the Integrated Academic and Behavior Systems Consultant for the Northwest for North Carolina's Department of Public Instruction. She's a passionate educator who enjoys her role of supporting districts in their implementation of an MTSS framework to promote total school improvement to maximize growth for all. With her background in mental health, exceptional children's programming, and K-12 education, she's a strong advocate for integrated systems to support the needs of the whole child. She earned her bachelor's degree in human services and a master's in executive leadership studies from Gardner-Webb University. Brianna is married to Steve Hall, who's also an educator. Together, they enjoy life on the Little River with their two sons, Elliot and Cameron. Joining Mrs. Hall today is Mrs. Heather Boston. She currently serves as the Director of Multi-Tier Systems of Support, MTSS, and Academically and Intellectually Gifted Services for Carteret County Public Schools. After graduating with a Bachelor of Science degree from the University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign, she received her Master's of Education and Education Specialist degree in school psychology from Seattle University. Her career in education began as a school psychologist in Illinois, where she worked for four years specializing in positive behavioral interventions in schools, known as PBIS, responsiveness to instruction, known as RTI, and gifted services prior to moving to North Carolina as a proud military spouse. For the last 10 years, she served in the role of MTSS coordinator and director, adding AIG services to her title in 2016. This school year marks her 17th year working in education. She's proud to serve beside the many great teachers and educators in the Carteret County Public Schools and is honored to have two children that are a part of the school system family. Please help me welcome Mrs. Hall and Mrs. Boston. Brianne, Heather, I am so excited to have this opportunity to talk to the two of you today about something that's been a game changer in the operation of schools and in the lives of children. Welcome to the Ed Leader Podcast. Heather, my friend, welcome. Thank you. I'm thrilled to be here with Brianne and with you to talk a little bit about MTSS. Absolutely. I'm just really excited about this opportunity. Brianne, welcome. 
I'm so glad to be here, Dr. Rob. Brianne, I have known you for what seems like a really, really long time. And one of the things I love about that story of knowing you is that we first encountered each other in the Twitter sphere. Yes. And we were both in different positions and we were working hard for children. But with you and with your husband, Steve Hall, I found two educators with a very similar philosophy and a and definite love and passion for this work. And so it's just been a delight in my professional life to really follow your work, the work of your husband, of course, but share with our listeners, what is the work that you're engaged in now? What, what are you doing right now? Well, I am the Integrated Academic and Behavior Systems Consultant for the Northwest. Um, my boys always joke that my I have the longest job title. Yes, you um, do. But uh, I just like to, to break that down into, you know, what, is, what does that mean? So I help to support the Northwest in particular, um, as well as some statewide work around the implementation of a multi-tiered system of support. And, you know, what, so what is that multi-tiered system of support? We think of that as a framework for school improvement. So, you know, installing those best practices at the school and district level. And so it's my role to provide that, that consultation and coaching to our districts in the Northwest and again in some state work as well. I'm just so impressed with all you're doing. And so when you talk about the Northwest, describe for our listeners the just what that is, some description of some of the districts you serve and where, where that kind of is located, the geography, et cetera, because it's a very beautiful area. Yes. And I live in that area as well. I live in Allegheny County. So the North, um, Northwest, North Carolina, if you can kind of picture our state and you think about that kind of top left corner. And we have many uh, counties that are kind of in in the the, what they call the high country. So Allegheny and Ash and Watauga. A lot of people know Watauga because of Boone App State. And it really just kind of goes all the way down uh, through Yancey, McDowell and Mitchell, and then over to um, Alexander and Wilkes County. So it's kind of that top left corner um, there in the state. And as we kind of think about the Northwest and, and the districts that are there, many are you know small LEAs, rural. Some of my favorite experiences are driving through the Northwest and, and seeing chickens uh, out in um, the, the front yard of the school. Unless uh, it's snowing. Yes, unless it's snowing. Yeah, we, do, we do get some snow. But um, it's a great area, um, a lot of community involvement and connection to the schools and school systems in the area. So I uh, love the Northwest. It, it is truly a beautiful area. And folks in the region recognize the, the high country is kind of Christmas tree country. A lot of folks make a trek to the Northwestern North Carolina when it's time to purchase those Christmas trees. Well, as I had just about a year ago now, which is hard to believe that much time has passed, the incredible opportunity to begin to serve in Carteret County Public Schools. When that announcement was made, several of my friends from across the state, including you, Brianne, reached out to share with me that I was going to have the opportunity to work with an amazing educator mm-hmm. uh, in Carteret County Public Schools. And really, I was very excited about meeting this amazing educator. And I found out that everything that you and others like Ann Nixon told me was absolutely true. And that amazing educator, of course, is Miss Heather Boston. 
Heather, share with our listeners, what is it that you do at Carteret County Public Schools to support our schools and support our students? Yes, so I serve as the Director of Multi-Tiered Systems of Support and Academically and Intellectually Gifted Students. What that means is I am a part of an amazing team that takes a look at the, what we are doing to instruct all kids. And then for those kids who need more enrichment or more intervention, what is it we can do to meet their individual needs as well? Um, and so I'm honored to be a part of this amazing team that really focuses on what is it that we can do for teachers and what is it that we can do for students and what is it that we can do for all instructional leaders in our county. Absolutely. And you do such an amazing job. And thank you for that, Heather. So you both referred to MTSS or Multi-Tiered Systems of Support. Brianne, share with us, what exactly is that? If I've never heard of MTSS or maybe I've encountered that term but didn't really know what that was, what is multi-tiered systems of support really? That's a great question. And so, and we know that acronym MTSS, we hear that. Uh, It it might have different meanings uh, or different official definitions um, from state to state. And so when I like to to share with the field and describe MTSS, I I like to kind of just strip back all of that official language again down to, you know, what are we talking about? What what are the basics that we speak of when we think about a framework for school improvement? So we talk about MTSS as this framework for school improvement that's built on six critical components. that are leadership, building capacity and infrastructure for implementation, communication and collaboration, database problem solving, data evaluation, and that three-tiered instruction and intervention model. And so we think about those six critical components. It's really about what are the best practices in all of those areas. And if you think about those six areas, they really touch every bit of what you're doing in a school system, whether it's allocating resources, um, training staff, designing your master schedule, selecting your curriculum, all of those areas touch what we're doing in school. And so it's just the way we do school. And what are those best practices that we know are going to ensure maximum growth for all of our students? And when we think multi-tiered, I'd again like to just strip it back to what what are we doing for all of our students? What are we doing for some of our students that may need additional support? And then what are we doing for a few of our students that may need even more support? And so just that concept of all some few in our tiered system of support. And then that support for our adults as well. We know that there's some things that we do to support all of our staff, but there might be a few that need additional support. Um, and so that kind of tiered system as well. Absolutely. And I really love that thought of all, some, and few. And of course, that equals every single student and really Absolutely. looking very intensely and focusing on every single student and ensuring that we meet their needs. Heather, so Brianne's given us this incredible incredible view of MTSS. What does that look like operationally? So if we had a teacher who was coming into the district who had never encountered MTSS, what would that teacher actually find in terms of what is MTSS and how does that operationalize in our schools? 
So to me, when I talk to people about MTSS, the first thing that I like to talk to them about is it's not just about how we support students, but it's also about how we support the adults in the building as well. Because when you look at MTSS, it really is the school improvement process. And so that involves both the adults in the building and the students. And so if I was talking to a new teacher, that would be the first thing that I would want them to understand about MTSS is it's not just about how are you going to help your students, but it's about how we're going to help support you. The other thing that I would want them to understand about MTSS is that it's a way of utilizing all of this information that we collect around students because we are so fortunate in public schools to be able to really get to know our students. We get to know them, the whole child. And so we take all of that information and we really come up with a customized plan in terms of how are we going to maximize each student's growth so that we can ensure that all students are provided not just a sound basic education, but a quality education. And to me, that is the benefit of MTSS, is that we are ensuring that all students are receiving a quality education. And that's what I would want a new teacher to understand, is that it's a system of supporting them to support their students. And, you know, when we start talking about ensuring that we have quality education for all of our students, we encountered perhaps the greatest challenge of our educational careers, really this mile marker in our careers that really was kind of the put up or shut up moment where we've said this is something uh, in terms of the education and all that we strive to do that will help children be prepared for life. And then life smacked us in the face in March of 2020 with the pandemic that closed our schools. So Heather, let's start with you this time. Heather, how did MTSS or being involved in the MTSS process in our schools, how did it help the schools or did it as we transitioned into a completely virtual model and later a hybrid model and then began to return to a face-to-face model? What did MTSS, how did it perform in the pandemic? So the thing I am most proud of in terms of the work that our county has done around MTSS is that our framework for MTSS made it so that we could create actionable plans, whether the students were all remote, partially remote, and partially face-to-face, or all face-to-face. And so what we had already done as a county is we had defined what quality curriculum looked like, what quality instruction looked like, and how we would educate students in terms of the environment. And so the only thing that we really needed to redefine was those environmental pieces when it came to our remote learning plan or our face-to-face or hybrid model. And so for us, we were able to really look at what it is we had already defined in terms of quality curriculum and instruction and say, okay, so now how are we going to deliver this effectively to students? And so we were able to do that for reading, for math, for our um, content areas, and also in terms of social-emotional learning and PDIS. Because we had already defined what those best practices were, we were able to take action right away. And I'm very proud of that because I think our students benefited from that and our teachers benefited from that. I absolutely love that. Being able to stand on a firm foundation allows us to withstand the storms of life, whether it's a pandemic or a hurricane or tremendous snowfall, whatever it might be, we can keep moving. 
Brianne, you have this incredible opportunity to serve amazing school systems that do so many great things well. Anytime I think we look across multiple school systems in any area, there's some school systems that are really doing a great job and some school systems that are still at the starting points of those journeys. And so as you think about all the systems you've served, and I don't want you to call out any names, but in the region you serve, I'm sure there are some systems that are doing a better job with MTSS and some who aren't quite there yet. And so as you think about that, how did those systems that really are further down the road with MTSS fare in comparison to those school systems that maybe haven't really prioritized MTSS quite as much yet? That's a fantastic question. It actually touches on exactly what Heather was just speaking to. So when we think about those best practices within those six critical components that I was speaking of earlier, when you have those practices and they're solid and in place, like having your core defined, you are able to adapt to different contexts. And we know that our systems have had to adapt over and over throughout this time and will likely continue to need to do so um, for the foreseeable future. And so when, you know, we had our core instruction defined and then we were able to adapt to, you know, the hybrid environment or fully remote uh, environment, they were able to do that more easily when they had those solid best practices in place. And then the other thing I think about is, you know, we are in the integrated system. And so those that were really able to think around how do we integrate academics, behavior, and social emotional learning, and some that had that in place or were thinking around that. And so when they had their students um, in the, you know, remote setting or had the the shorter time um, that they might have had and really needed to capitalize on that time that they had with their students and also recognized how important it was to meet the social emotional needs of their students during this time they had those um, the supports in place and were able to um, address the needs of of their students but I also um, want to say those that recognized the importance of providing that social emotional um, support for staff as well. I think it became very apparent um, during this time how important it was to address self-care um, and that true social emotional needs of our staff so that we were able to uh, provide those supports for our students. And so those systems that were thinking along those lines um, prior to uh, the pandemic were really a, had a, a step ahead um, as they dealt with the many changes and transitions during this time. Absolutely. And that's certainly what I suspected and, and certainly what I encountered uh, both in my previous district and here in Carteret County Public Schools that MTSS really was an opportunity for us to continue to build on what we had been doing and will build still. And, and I appreciate you referencing self-care, uh, certainly something that just resonates with me as I've watched as colleagues and even at times myself have really just almost got to the point of burnout because mm -hmm. you give, 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 but if you never take care of yourself, you're just not able to continue to give. In fact, Dr. Kerry Robinson says, that you can't serve others from an empty plate. And so you have to take care of yourself. And I very much appreciate that. Brianne, we've talked about 
tiers and we've talked about all, some, and few. Let's break that down for our listeners. What Describe for me the, the tiers and, and how we kind of approach that work and how that becomes part of the, uh, the, the methodology, perhaps, of MTSS. So um, when we think of that, that all, we, we call that our, our core, or some may call that tier one. So that is um, the instruction, curriculum, and environment that we are providing to our students. Um, and we use a data evaluation system to ensure that it is effective. Um, but we also want to make sure that our system is efficient for our staff as well. And so we want to capitalize on our resources. And we know that, you know, time and resources are are very valuable. And so we want our core supports to be as effective as possible so that um, the majority of our students, the vast majority of our students are breaching expectations with core supports alone. And then we know that some students, um, that kind of that some group, we might call that our, our supplemental, um, or some may refer that as tier two. So we get into kind of an intervention system. How are we going to provide additional supports to our students using that data? Um, and we like to say that it's, uh, you know, we make sure that we have multiple sources of data. We don't want to rely on one source of data alone to make those decisions as to who might need additional support. And so um, we provide those um, through that uh, continuum of supports in an intervention system. So that's that some. And even um, with those additional supports, there might be some students who need really intensive supports. And that would be those few. That's a very small group of students that um, need you know, maximum support in order to meet expectations. Absolutely. And I really love thinking about it that way in terms of the core being really what we're doing for all students and then the supplemental work we do for some students and then for those few students who need even even more, we move to the intensive level. Heather, as we think about MTSS and how that really helps our schools, particularly in thinking about curriculum, the instruction, the teaching practices happening in our classrooms. Talk to us about how how much time do we really spend thinking about the core and and what we're doing with the greatest number, or are we spending most of our time thinking about the supplemental or the intensive work that we're doing with some or few of the students? The majority of our time is spent talking about core curriculum and instruction. And the reason for that is you can't intervene your way out of a faulty core. And so say that again for those. (laughs) Yes, you can't intervene your way out of a faulty core. So if we're not providing quality instruction to all students and allowing them to rise to those expectations, there's not enough interventionists or programs that we can utilize in order to get all kids to where we need them to be. So the majority of our time is spent around planning professional development and resources for our core curriculum and instruction. But that's not to say a great core, even with a great core, we are still going to have students who require more opportunities to respond with corrective feedback in order to be successful. And so that's where we still need to ensure that we're spending time planning and training 
and looking at the research behind intervention programs so that for those students who require a smaller group and more opportunities to respond with corrective feedback, we're meeting their needs as well. And our teachers are well-trained to meet their needs. Absolutely. Heather, thank you so much. So, uh, Brianne, as, as we kind of think about, and you, you kind of uh, alluded to this, we've made it through or very close to making it through this year. And that's really a point of pride, I hope, for every educator, because mm-hmm. we weren't sure if we'd be able to do it when this, this we first began to imagine what this year would look like. We are just about to the point of the school year in traditional school systems where we're going to be entering the summer months and we have an opportunity to begin to plan for the 2021-2022 year. As someone who supports districts and really helps us continue to grow, uh, what message would you have around MTSS and the value of MTSS and and summer planning and, and how it can help us continue to do better at what we really want to do well? So when I am reflecting on this past year, sometimes I think about systems and I'm, I don't know, I, I always go to systems thinking. When our systems are stressed, they will show where there are weaknesses very quickly, but they also show where there's strengths. And so what I would encourage my districts to make sure that they are focusing on is what were the strengths that you identified during this time? And how do we leverage those strengths going forward? So we've had to think about student engagement in a very different way. And how do we take that going forward as we think about bringing our students back into our buildings at, you know, more frequently or, you know, longer Days, however, you know, all across the state, there's different schedules and, and things. And so, how are we thinking about student engagement? How are we thinking about supporting social emotional needs? We recognize the value of this during that time. This time, that was a strength. How do we take that as we move forward? How do we take this strength that we've learned about connecting with others, relying on others in our building to? help provide, you know, the education that we need, uh, you know, for our students. During this time, there's been so much um, connecting with our community stakeholders, our community agencies. You know, I've just seen so much of our schools really becoming that hub to wrap around supports for our, our students and families. And it's certainly that kind of points to some of those weaknesses of inequities and, and, you know, but it also shows that strength that we can have in connecting with the communities around us. So taking those things forward, because all of those things are part of your MTSS framework, connecting with families, connecting with your community, communicating with others within your, your building, within your system, as well as, um, you know, externally thinking about the data that you have, thinking about student engagement, all of that is part of your MTSS framework. You know, again, it's this very broad thing. It is the way we do school. And um, how do we take what we've learned and apply it in our our new context? Brianne, I just love that, particularly when you start with a strengths-based mindset. One of my heroes and the gurus I listen to a lot is John Maxwell, and he really Mm -hmm. talks about leveraging our strengths as opposed to focusing on our weaknesses. And so really thinking about what we do well and how do we continue to use that to get even better. 
Speaking of leveraging our strengths, early on, I was very delighted when the state recognized Heather and the Carteret County Public School System for a strength in the MTSS world, and that's the use of Check and Connect. Heather, what is Check and Connect? Share with our listeners what that is and how that applies to this conversation. Yes. So Check and Connect is an evidence-based mentoring program that we are utilizing to help ensure that our students complete school and are engaged in their schoolwork. And so we had the opportunity to participate starting last year in getting teachers and counselors trained to support students. And the benefit of this program is that it's a structured mentoring program. And so there are things that you have to do in order to ensure that you are meeting the needs of the student. And the reason that that's important is because it's so easy to say, okay, I'm going to check in on this kid and have a lot of things that come in the way of our availability to do that. And so this really puts in place a system that ensures that we are able to meet the student's needs. And I love it because it really focuses on not just the academic environment, but it talks a lot about what are the things that we are doing that pull students into the school environment and what are some of the things that happen that push students out. And so it really talks about what are some of the things that we're lacking within the community that are needed in order for students to be successful and to complete school. And so I love that piece because it really has us having deep conversation around not just what is it that we're providing, but what are some of the things that are lacking so that we can ensure that students and families are successful. So we were able to start that prior to COVID, and we were able to continue with those structured mentoring appointments, if you will, through the first spring remote learning session. And what was great about that is we were able to see that because they had developed these strong mentoring relationships, those students who were most at risk were able to continue to be successful with school and engage in school, which was such a great celebration for our school system. And so then this year, we have now trained another group of um, educators whether it's guidance counselors or support staff or teachers, in order to continue building this program so that we are wrapping our arms around all of our students to ensure that they're successful. I I tell you, that's such a great example of how um, MTSS is the broader framework and Check and Connect itself as a strategy really did help us in the pandemic. When we think about children Uh, by themselves, sometimes completely alone by themselves at home, needing to connect to the school, but not necessarily doing that, that check and connect process, I think we were able to really leverage and make a difference. Well, some of the wisest people I've spent time with in my career said, if you want to really grow as an educator, never be the smartest person in the room. And clearly in this moment, I am not the smartest person in the room by far. And so I'm just so blessed as an educator to have amazing educators like Brianne and Heather who are there and continuing to grow themselves and share what they're learning and growing. And so I just want to thank the two of you from the depths of all that I am as an educator and as a person for the work you do every single day to support students, to support staffs, and to support our schools. 
to both of you, thank you so much. And I certainly want to encourage you as we finish this year and head into the summer. Thank you, friends. Thank you so much, Dr. Rob, for having me and for your leadership in North Carolina. You are a great asset. Thank you, Dr. Jackson, for the opportunity to share a little bit around the work that we have done to support students and also for the opportunity to continue the good work for students. Thank you, friends. I hope that you enjoyed our time with Mrs. Hall and Mrs. Boston. Their passion for meeting the needs of all students with strong core instruction, the additional needs of some students with supplemental interventions, and using intensive interventions for those few students who need them resonated with me. My friends, thank you for spending time with me today, and thank you for all that you do for every student, every teacher, and every staff member. You are making a difference. If no one else has told you, I want you to know that I believe in you. Good day. Thank you for listening to the Ed Leader Podcast. Please subscribe to the podcast and consider leaving a review with five stars on Apple Podcasts so that we may continue to grow the Ed Leader community. We hope that you have enjoyed your time with Dr. Jackson. Until next time.